0: Hi, Fangirl Nation. It is me, Tracy, your 49ers fangirl, joined as always by Steph McCarroll, our Warriors and Jaguars fangirl. How are you, Steph? I'm doing well. I'm excited
1: to have this podcast. And of course, it's a guest we've been looking forward to for a long time, Julie Fair.
0: Yes, we have been really very much looking forward to Julie being on. Julie joins us from The Ringer. Um, Welcome to the pod, Julie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely! Uh, All right, guys, we're going to dive right into the most important news right now, and that is, of course, Game of Thrones. Yes, (laughs) Um, the Ringer has done so much great Game of Thrones content. We would be remiss not to discuss it with Julie. Um, So, ladies, I assume everybody watched the episode, the big premiere.
2: Oh, three times already.
0: (laughs) That's uh, very impressive that you watched. (laughs) already so when I have a question about that so when you watch it three times is it to pick up you know little things that you missed or is it you didn't quite get something or is it just because you love it so much I always wonder how does that you know what is the thing
2: kind of all the above so like the first time I'm watching it is I'm live tweeting it for the ringer um and also keeping tabs on the social conversation surrounding the episode um and finding notable um Notable tweets to include in our Talk the Thrones after show. Okay. So the first one, first viewing um, is more like work oriented. And then after Talk the Thrones airs, um, which you can catch live on the Ringer's Twitter right after the East Coast airing, then usually Mm -hmm. the West Coast showing is starting. So I'll catch like half of that episode. And then I'll watch it as soon as I go home with no... Distractions, no interruptions, just for like a personal viewing to catch all the things I missed. Because there were some, there were some things that I just really obvious things I missed um, in my first viewing, just because I was in work zone. That I just mm-hmm. couldn't catch everything. So three times is good for a Sunday for me.
0: Can you <laughs> tell us the obvious things you missed? Because I feel like I miss obvious things, and I'm not working while I watch it, and I still think <laughs> yeah. i miss obvious. Yeah. So if you um, can help with that, I'd really it. well like i i um and also part of it
2: is because the lighting is so dark but i yeah. like totally missed that um when john and sam were in the crypts that they were in front of ned's statue and in, oh. and of course the last time john and um, ned saw each other uh john asked ned about his mother and ned said next time we see each other i'll tell you about your mother and so oh. then when john's next well obviously they don't, won't ever see each other again um but john's standing in front of ned's statue in the crypts and sam comes down and tells him like who his real parents are and then you kind of in that same scene you see uh, john kind of backing up and now he's kind of standing more in front of liana's uh statue as sam's telling him more and more of like you're actually like half Targaryen. This is why Ned never told you. Da, 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 da. So like I didn't notice that when I was watching the first time. But it was also because that scene is extremely dark and it's hard to
0: see. It a lot a lot of the show is dark. I find that sometimes where I'm yeah. like, I can't what what's happening here? It's very yeah. Dark. And it's funny. I said that once to my mom, who doesn't watch Game of Thrones, and she took it to me, which was funny. She said, "I. It sounds like it's a very dark show. Everybody, every episode, it sounds oh. like. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, no, it is dark in that way, but also it's yeah. literally <laughs>
1: dark. It's <laughs> just.
2: Me. Yeah, it's just dark all all the way around. <laughs> it oh. is. It's dark
0: all the way around. Um, the other Steph, what scene I missed was oh, no.
2: um, when Bran said he's waiting for an old friend. And then you realize it's like the first time he said that, I thought he was just being like weird, weird (laughs) brand, just saying weird stuff. And then once uh, you saw him just like chilling in the courtyard and Jamie's there, like you realize, oh, (laughs) he's
0: he's been waiting all night in the freezing cold just for Jamie. (laughs) So that brings up something that I. I think argue might be a strong term, but it is Game of Thrones, so maybe it's not that strong a term, that I discuss frequently with my friends. I can never forgive Jamie for what he did to Bran. Uh, and I know Jamie is a changed man, and he's not the same person he was, but I have a hard time embracing Jamie because of what he did to Bran. What are your ladies' thoughts on that? Well, I... I oh, girl, go ahead, go ahead. Um. So for me,
1: with Jamie, he's actually one of my favorite characters and there's a lot of different layers to Jamie and what I do like is that he can learn he, from being wrong and I think that's something that we're going to see a little bit more now that especially now that he has to go face to face with Bran and his family it's it's going to be interesting I, but it, you know he's he's very loyal so it it'll be it'll be interesting but I I've, I've mildly forgiven him for that um i don't know i kind of think in in the show it was all for basically the to give through to the whole story so
0: it inspired a lot of the story i think that's true but the rest of the family doesn't know it was jamie the push brand right yeah, no one knows it was Jamie. Bran's the only Brand's the only one that knows. Yeah. Jamie's actually got a lot coming at him because he killed Daenerys' dad. <laughs> he, he's got the deal with Brand. Like Winterfell is not exactly a like warm no place like, for Jamie Lannister to show up. Well, um, see, I
2: think that uh, Brand's gonna like Brand will forgive him because you know he's a three eyed raven now. So I feel <laughs> like he understands that certain things even terrible things need to happen because that's just, you know, fate, whatever. That's just how it's supposed to go. So like, I feel like he understands that Jamie needed to push him out of the tower for him to become who he is today. So I feel like there, um, that'll be fine. But Jamie's really screwed when it comes to Danny because she, she is not happy about what he did to her dad. (laughs) Which, I mean, in, I can't say I blame her. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, that, that's very <laughs> that's understandable. Right. So, he, should, he should be way more worried, more concerned about that. But I don't, I don't know if, I don't think he knows that Danny is in Winterfell. So I think he thinks Bran is his biggest problem. And so oh, he, well, he's in for a big surprise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay, so that was interesting. Then, of course, we have to talk about Jon Snow riding the dragon.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and he it seemed to come relatively naturally to him which it felt that he and danny maybe didn't quite pick up on that
2: yeah (laughs) that that was probably the most like i think why that scene wasn't as emotional or didn't reach my expectations um because they're both like they both just seem totally fine with it. Like, feels like they just really wanted to go somewhere so they can make out that they didn't even <laughs> think like, "Hey, why is this so easy? Why is Greg so cool with this?" Like, hmm, something, like there's more to this, but no, they just they just wanted a romantic setting to make out in.
0: I mean, I guess Winterfell is not the most romantic setting, yeah. um, so I guess that's fair that he wanted to go yeah. to John- the beautiful waterfalls. John's really got a thing for
2: caves and waterfalls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it did yes it should be his 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 thing if you will um i felt when the the dragon and that is is that one rega see i'm not as good at keeping up with all what dragon was staring at john drogon so, so they was both he, were
2: but drogon drogon is um like danny's main like they're connected so he's he's very
0: protect more protective than Rhaegal. I, I, I couldn't tell if Drogon was looking at him being like fun fact you're her nephew or <laughs> like I'm watching you I don't know I couldn't tell
1: <laughs> it, I, it, yeah I kind of had that feeling too because he ha- he hasn't done that before he was like fine with them like hanging out but when they got intimate it was like awkward <laughs> you know, with the dragon so. <laughs> it was,
2: it was that was my favorite that was my favorite moment of the episode because you don't expect like that many funny moments from Game of Thrones. Right. Mm-hmm. But that one just felt so relatable to like anyone who has pets.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but also like incest is like a part of Targaryen heritage. So I don't think that's like what Drogon was giving him like the side eye about. Okay. Cause I Maybe. feel like that's like, that's such a part of Targaryen, um, uh, who Targaryens yeah. are that I don't think the dragons would find that weird. I think they're more just like maybe Drogon is like why Dr- well, Drogon knows he's a Targaryen um but I think he's just being a protect I per- uh, yeah, I personally just think he's Drogon's being a protective protective dude which protective. Uh, which is understandable.
1: But like, you mean Well, actually Oh, sorry, go ahead, Steph. I was gonna say he, maybe he even senses that John's a true king and is above. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, a, a little thing. That. that's what I'm.
2: That's what I'm most interested to see is how Danny takes the news of who John truly is, because like she's based her whole existence and what's gotten her through all the horrible things she's gone to in her journey to Westeros is that she is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. And when she finds out that she's not, I think that might kind of tip off the whole mad queen thing that they (laughs) seem to be hinting towards.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it does seem to be in her blood. And I think we've definitely obvious, as you said, we've seen many hints of it. Um, So we may, we may lose her. So, we know, we my, know. My favorite kind of wild theory
2: is that um Jamie and Cersei are actually. Well, okay, you guys know that the theory that like Tyrion is actually a Targaryen?
1: I've heard it, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, my, my favorite wild theory is that Cersei and Jamie are actually the secret Targaryens, and Tyrion is the only true Lannister child.
0: Hmm. I'm like, oh. I'm like
2: really into this theory. I don't think it will happen because I don't think the show will dive into, you know, another secret Targaryen thing. But if, if it was a 10 episode season versus six, then, then I would really hope for it. But I don't think it'll happen, but I'm, I've, I still love that theory.
0: That is an interesting theory. That actually is a very, and like, they have the um, coloring for it. Their hair. Yeah. Their, their actual, their original hair, not their hair in its current iteration. Yeah. But. And they're like, the incest stuff, like Cersei is r- really
2: has a thing for burning people alive and just burning cities to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would just be so beautiful for Tyrion to be Tywin's
0: only true son. <laughs> it would be. I just wish like, Tywin would have been alive to know uh, it. <laughs> okay. Or maybe he would have been alive to know it. Oh, I guess he wouldn't. I mean, I guess he would have not known it before his death. Yeah. I miss Tywin. He was horrible,
2: but he like he was the good kind of horrible, like the entertaining. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, like Joffrey was just terrible all around. mate like amazing acting, but just not enjoyable. Whereas Tywin, like there were parts of his character that, despite how terrible he was, you could I don't know if appreciate is the right word. But it made for a great television.
0: Right, and that's, that's really what we're here for. Yeah. yeah. like Since we're not going to actually hang out with them. No, hopefully gonna, not. Hopefully not. No, Westeros is crazy. I don't think I want to hang out with any no. of those people. Even the ones I like. I'd hang out with Braun for sure. I feel like Braun would be a good
2: hang. Yeah, that's fair. Braun and Podrick, I'd hang they be, they're good hangs. Tormund, Tormund would be a good hang. Tormund would
0: be great to hang out with. And I th- think he would be yeah. super fun.
2: Yeah, and plus, like, <laughs> I would go get him Tormund any day. Tormund and Braun, and, and also they're good swordsmen. So if you get attacked or, you know, some like white show up, like they got you covered. They're like the perfect hangs in Westeros.
0: So do we think Jon Snow ever takes the throne? Mm. Mm. I know that's a tough one I don't know I'm hoping that
1: obviously that's like where the story is kind of going but I the thing about this, so I'm one of those Game of Thrones people that have read the book so I I know it's like very trendy of me or whatever but I did I read him before it was even a show on HBO so um it's been it's been a while it's been years and years but I I think that the show's actually gotten better than the books these last two seasons since they veered off the storyline of the book. Um, that's just my my opinion. And um, so but it's been a little bit more predictable. Like I saw that dragon thing coming when as soon as he went down, I was like, they're gonna get him. He's gonna go you know, knock that wall down or whatever. And those things were like the predictable things. So I kind of think that. Um, bran might be the night king and that's going to be a, like the end of fight between brothers
0: <laughs> mm. but they're not really brothers they're cousins right
1: oh right cousins you're right so that's my that's my uh, little theory i i kind of do subscribe to the theory that bran is the night king like he's warped okay he's warped like so far into you know how you can get the the original Black Eyed Raven said, don't stay there too long. You you know, you'll never get out. So I, ha- I have a feeling he stayed there too long.
0: <laughs> I think you're right. And the, I also think the expression he has on his face at all times is very reminiscent of the Night King. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, just, it's not like he looks like him, but that expression he has on his face, and he's become totally emotionless. Um, and I think we saw a little bit last night when John... Went to hug him and said, "You're a man now," and he he got nothing. It was so different than right. his reunion with Arya, uh, and he got you know absolutely nothing. So uh, I think that will be very interesting right. to see where that plays out. Um, I don't know what we're all gonna do in five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what we're all gonna do? It's oh gonna be God. so sad. It, like, We've been waiting so long, and then it's just gonna be gone. Are you guys um, Marvel fans as, as well? I'm not I'm not, not a fan, but I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Like I'll go see a Marvel yeah. movie, but I wouldn't Not like emotionally not.
2: invested.
0: No, no, I'm not
2: emotionally invested. Um no, so not the for me. um Avengers Endgame um airs the same weekend as the 3rd episode of Game of Thrones, which is the Battle of Winterfell. So like that's going to be a record weekend for fictional characters to die probably it's (laughs) it's gonna be like extremely emotional and very very emotional (laughs) week at the ringer offices
0: i imagine it will be um i should imagine it'll be a very emotional week at the ringer offices um well and as long as you bring up the ringer offices though i could talk about game of thrones for hours on end and i'm not opposed to doing that um julie i would love for you to talk to us a little bit about kind of your journey and how you Ended up at the Ringer because I think uh, people and our listeners would find that so interesting, and I know Steph finds it very interesting because of where you started. Yeah.
2: Um, so, well, I went to Chico State and studied event management um, and marketing, and then when I graduated, uh, I started working for the Golden State Warriors as a digital marketing assistant. Um, I've always wanted to work for a sports team in some capacity, and originally, when I first started college, I thought it would be event planning. So, you know, planning like the March Madness tournament was my career goal. And then throughout college, um, things shifted to more realizing I wanted to do marketing, specifically digital. Social media was on the come up. Um, And I grew up in the Bay Area, was a lifelong Warriors fan. I had my 10th birthday party at a Warriors game. I was um, a Warriors honorary player when I was 11. So being able to work for the That's <laughs> yeah. amazing.
0: You were an Warriors, A Warriors honorary player. Yeah. That's so I cool. Only, oh, I was the only girl in
2: the <laughs> ki- in the kids' club. So they picked me to be the honorary player. I got like a awesome. up on the on the basketball court before the game, like um kind of do like all the ball boy stuff. Got a tour of the locker room, got a bunch of signed jerseys. They introduced me with the starting lineup. So like I ran down the uh line of all the players and give them high fives but they were standing so far apart because their wingspans were like three times as long as mine at the time that like when i ran down i didn't even reach anybody's arms <laughs> that's awesome. it was yeah that's that was, it was a lot of fun i was probably 11 when that happened um
1: that's awesome i think about my boys are 11 and i think they would probably die to have oh, that but experience. it experience <laughs>
2: It it was crazy. Um, How cool. And then, yeah, so 2000, I started with the Warriors in 2012 as digital marketing assistant. Um, Kind of social was only a small part of the digital team at the time and then not social media grew. So my responsibilities grew. Um, And then I was with the Warriors until this last September. So almost six years. And then September, I moved to Los Angeles to work for The Ringer as a social content producer.
0: And that's where I've been ever since. Fantastic. And The Ringer is so fun. I love how The Ringer combines sports and pop culture. I think that's what's, you know, really obviously so fun about The Ringer. And you guys do such an incredible job. And the, the Game of Thrones content has just been, like, amazing and so much fun to watch. So I was doubly excited to have you oh, on thank day. you. Yeah, uh, it's... That's,
2: that was one of the most appealing things is that now, like, going from covering one NBA team to all NBA teams to, you know, all sports, all entertainment. Um, like, being able to spend my week covering basketball and then Sundays are dedicated to Game of Thrones has been so much fun. And, uh, like, working, being able to work with people like Mal, Jason, and Chris, uh, Talk the Thrones host. Who know like absolutely everything there is to know about Game of Thrones is (laughs) amazing. Like it is amazing. Like I I was always a fan of um Bill Simmons, The Ringer, um, binge mode before working here, and so now to kind of see the behind the scenes, quote unquote, the work ethic that all the talent, all the producers, the video team, production goes into everything, um is that's kind of edit the whole editorial. And like podcast and video side is very new to me. To, so to see everything being executed on such like a high level is amazing. And you kind of understand why everything that's produced is so high quality because everybody works so hard at it. And that, like,
0: that's like that been really cool for me to see. Which is a good time for a little PSA to anyone listening. <laughs> it does be yeah. hard work. It's not a magic snap your fingers, like, oh, look at how they did that. That's great that, you know, they just pulled that together. It yeah. takes a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, a lot yeah, of it's, everything. So, it's not just, you know,
1: um,
2: Mal and Jason get to talk about Game of Thrones and Harry Potter for a few hours a day. Like, they're also writing. They're also editing. Jason also hosts NBA Desktop. Like, they spend so much time researching and putting so much thought into the structure and content of the show that it's, like, really it sounds cheesy but it like genuinely is inspirational and a good reminder that like with how easy it is to create content and you know start a podcast start a blog start a website that like everyone can do it but to really stand out that you have to put in the time the hard work and the knowledge to be successful and like they've far exceeded that like they're on I think they're on like they were on Beats 1 this morning talking about Game of Thrones, which is amazing, it's like, uh, with Zayn Lowe.
0: It's so exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, you brought up the NBA. You brought up an NBA team, of course, and that leads me into the NBA playoffs. A uh, few games here in the books, weekend one in the books. Um I would love for you ladies to give me your thoughts on what we've seen thus far. And then on all, especially um, if you guys want to talk about the ejections uh, in game one of the <laughs> Clippers warriors game. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that. It. It's so heated in game one of the first <laughs> round is like just fantastic. It makes me happy. It adds to the, it was a very dramatic weekend all around. Yeah, you have Tiger winning the masters, the playoffs, uh, obviously game of Thrones. A lot, a lot happened. No, yeah. My
2: weekend, weekend was, well, I think. Oh, sorry. Go, go on. No,
0: oh, I go just, ahead.
2: My Saturday was twelve hours of NBA playoffs, and Sunday was like twelve hours of Game of Thrones, and I could not <laughs> come up with a more perfect <laughs> weekend, honestly.
0: <laughs> For sure, it's amazing. Steph, what did you think of your guys in Game One there? Well, I th- I think it was
1: there was a few good takeaways there. Um, you know, of course, Patrick. Um, He's a gritty player, and I think that Doc putting him up against to defend Katie was um, a stroke of genius because, you know, Katie's, like, seven foot tall. Uh, Patrick's, like, barely six whatever, six nothing. I don't know, six one or something like that. He's just a little guy in comparison. So anytime Katie has to, like, dribble the ball, you're basically putting that in his – that's in his world when you dribble. It's really hard – to match up against that, so and he's going to talk. He's going to be the Patrick we know, and um, you know. But I think there's mutual respect there, even though they were both fighting hard. They were they didn't like what each other had to say. So you know, the double texts and the double ejections and uh, it, it was it was kind of fun to see. I am worried though because you're only allowed seven in, a, in an entire playoff season. And then you miss a game, which happened to Draymond Green, and so I obviously don't want that to happen. So I'm hoping KD like calms down a bit. Yeah.
2: yeah, If he if he gets like five more yeah, texts, then he's yeah, suspended, he which is it. terrible. So hopefully, hopefully he chills <laughs> a little bit.
0: We got two yeah. in the first game. So. Pretty. And then there was, of course, the text message heard around the world yeah. in the Sixers game. Um. So there was, there was that. It was a very interesting weekend. <laughs> it really was. Uh, Julie, what did oh. you see this weekend in your 12 hours of watching NBA playoffs? What did you see that kind of stood out to you um, that you think will have repercussions for the future? Um, well, obviously future game yeah,
2: Blake Griffin being out um, probably for the entire first round is bad news for the Pistons. And, and uh-huh. you know, that's really unfortunate because Blake was playing so well this season. And it's nice to see, you know teams that new kind of new teams be successful. Like um, I'm really into the Brooklyn Nets. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. He's also a huge Game of Thrones fan. Um, So like, <laughs> okay. Nets Sixers nice. is the one series that I like both teams and want both teams to win. Everyone else kind of have like a clear favorite. Um, Magic Raptors was a big surprise for me. Like that was That was one like when I was looking Mm -hmm. at the schedule for Saturday. That was the game where I was like, "Oh, like that'll be a you know kind of dull game. I can get some laundry done during, you know, (laughs) like yeah, you know, I can (laughs) order Postmates, you know, like I can get some stuff done during the game, but nope, (laughs) like yeah, it was intense, but it was good to see, you know,
1: the Magic. Pull that out, you know. And I, I thought going in, it was just going to be, you know, yeah. game speed. No, I. It reminds. So, but you know, they. Yeah, it
2: reminds me, you know, Warriors in uh twenty thirteen. You know, kind of like that kind of excitement when you see a um, right. a kind of unexpected team.
1: Yeah, the team and left then, left. but also, like, yeah.
2: I feel I love the Raptors too, and I feel for their fans because it's like, oh my god, another freaking playoff collapse, like. <laughs> It's only one game, so you know like there's, there, the walls not falling down um, for Game of Thrones. I like. <laughs> but,
0: that
2: was, I was just gonna say, but, nice like, it's not <laughs> I would definitely be concerned, not necessarily freaking out. I'd be at probably like a six seven on the freak out meter for Raptors, but. um... Ugh.
1: Yeah, I I think. What do you think about the Lakers kind of just oh, blowing up? I mean, we've <laughs> kind of talked about that, but I was, it was so like I mean, blowing up. I mean, but it was so interesting. And then of course, oh, Luke yeah. or beloved Luke is now gone, and, and then um, and I like he's gonna
0: be the coach.
1: He's gonna be the head coach of the King. I know. I'm not, and I'm happy about that. But I did. like if we're comparing um a team to Game of Thrones. I mean, he's like. I don't know. Let me think. I'm thinking like the Lakers would probably be like um, the Lannister, the second Lannister king <laughs> that killed himself.
0: They would, you know, they would be kind of like the Lannisters. Like everything is too. just blowing up around them.
1: Yeah. Everybody's, um, I don't know. Um, I'd, overrated, th- I'd say maybe that they're like, hmm,
2: well, yeah, I guess later I would think it more like a house that just kind of collapsed, like the phrase maybe.
0: Like <laughs> yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who would uh who would Ooh. the Golden State Warriors be? <laughs> um
1: I'm I'm gonna probably say Um the oh like I think I think Daenerys Targaryen is pretty um she's loaded, she's got two yeah. armies, two she dragons.
2: She'd <laughs> three, <a> three <laughs> dragon be with three dragon leads.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. So
2: that's what I find. Really. Oh. As tough as it is for like me that. to say, like that's I like yep, that. That's a lot real. actually. Yeah.
0: Um uh, yeah, okay, who would John Snow represent? Who? John Snow? Who what th- player th- does John Snow represent? Steph Curry.
1: Um,
2: John is about, you know, like loyalty, honesty, the good of the group which is kind of, you know, how Steph is like, and John's also one of the best Mm -hmm. fighters in the realm, but, um, and so is Steph, but he's, he's not, you know, like Jamie was in season one before he lost his hand kind of boasting about it. Like he does what it takes to win. And if that involves deferring or, you know, giving up his title, like not title as an NBA title, but it is, uh, or, uh, I guess that doesn't fit. But
0: you know what <laughs> okay. I'm trying to say. The other one. Um, yeah. Uh, I, think, I know what you're saying.
1: Um, it makes sense. I think Jon Snow would definitely be like a small forward who's, you know, very versatile. He def- he's definitely perimeter. a team captain. <laughs> so I think he would be like, I, yeah, I would think like a Kawhi Leonard that, that's, you know, kind of like that small power forward, you know, that's, I just think that would be. You know somebody like that. I don't know which player yet, but someone like that—they <laughs> can do
0: anything. <laughs> oh, and who would Torman be? <laughs> I don't Tormund. know who Torman is in oh. the NBA.
2: <laughs>
1: oh man! Like
2: I, um, I was thinking Demarcus Dada. Cousins maybe or Draymond because <laughs> like oh. they're a good fighter. You want yeah. like you want them on your side, but they also got like. Some humor to him.
1: Yeah, I think what? Draymond Green is Padre. Because yes. Because what <laughs> there's dissension among the ranks. You know why? He because he has the best Oh my god. He has the best D in the league. So oh. it's totally Draymond. No
2: comment. No comment. <laughs>
0: There's dissension here among the ranks. I'm <laughs> it's Game of Thrones NBA talk. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see who will be crowned king. I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be the Golden State Warriors. It's, there will but, definitely be know, more Game of we'll Thrones photoshops as things go on. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, I guess Game of Thrones will end. Yeah, that's, will it end that's what right? I'm trying to look up right now. No, it'll end before the playoffs. Yeah. Because if there's five yeah. more weeks, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more. Maybe. There's at least six more weeks in the playoffs or seven. Um. Well, so we'll know. We'll yeah, know it'll be during the game conference game finals. Before we know the other. <laughs> um, but- so, like,
2: I'm really stressed if there's, cool. like, a big okay. game seven or elimination game on Sunday night. Like... I'm really stressed, <laughs> yeah. stressed about that. Oh know. that's yeah. yeah. I remember you during want to watch um,
1: it. yeah, that's a lot. Um,
2: the that's... 2016 finals before Game Seven. Um, I wasn't watching Game of Thrones at this point, but um, before Game Seven, um, there's obviously Game of Thrones and then the NBA playoffs. And Kevin Love was a big Game of Thrones fan. So during media availability, I was kind of just holding a spot um, for when the Warriors players were coming out. And he was getting a bunch of questions because he wasn't playing very well that series. So like he was getting some harsh questions like, how does it feel knowing that you're screwing your team's chances of winning a championship? Like, do you think if you played better, your team would have a shot? (laughs) Like, just very harsh. So to lighten the mood, I was asked him, like, (laughs) hey, is there any part of you that's disappointed you're missing Game of Thrones? and she, like he let up he he understood the like I think he understood what I was trying to do so he like let out a very relieved laugh I tweeted a video of it the other day because it was just, like yeah
1: yeah I saw that when, I saw that when good. I stopped recording like he good. asked me more I,
2: about it oh, and awesome. he's like do you watch are you excited and I was like no I don't I don't watch I don't not yet but I ended up binging the um, entire series after the finals because is um, <laughs> I couldn't watch sports <laughs> for a while after Game Seven, so I ne- I needed something dark, and it was like, all right, it's yeah. Game of Thrones, let's do
0: this. Let's- yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's- and now you watch it three times in he, episode. He, t- he tweeted all yesterday. All that Kevin Love like, would be so he, proud of you right now. All he wants for <laughs> season eight is a uh, Game
2: Bowl, which is very relatable.
1: Oh, that's who DeMarcus' well, that's awesome. cousin is. It's Clegane. Oh, the hound. The center. That's who he is. <laughs> oh, the mountain. Yeah, the mountain. Oh, yeah.
0: Please? Wouldn't you love to have him as your center? he's huge yeah i'd love to have that guy follow me wherever i go i'd feel very safe oh, goodness. um for thank sure you. well this has been really fun um i'm excited to see how game of thrones <laughs> plays out and how the nba playoffs play out and if we can maybe do some tweeting on our different thoughts on players and teams uh oh. and the throne thank you, in you the so, much. I had so much Julie, fun. thank you so much for joining us this really was such a fun podcast yes, thank you Perfect. Awesome, positive. We will talk to everybody next week. We'll have another episode of Game of Thrones. We'll have more NBA playoffs coverage and the draft is next week. So we are going to have a lot to talk about on next week's Fangirl Talk. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Please tweet us your thoughts and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.